come back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. You're listening to Your Move Atlanta on AM640, Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I am your host. If you'd like to reach me, you can do that at yourmoveatlanta.com. That's Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E Atlanta.com. Uh, you can download podcast information. You can do whatever you want to on that site, yourmoveatlanta.com. In this segment, uh, is the market gaining steam or is it slowing down during this coronavirus issue, uh, issue crisis? Uh, is there deck stain out there that can cause your deck to rot? And if you're buying a home, is it smart to ask for an allowance in lieu of repairs? We'll discuss these items and more during this segment, which is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880. If you're wondering, can you still do a closing in the middle of coronavirus? The answer is yes. Closing attorneys have put a lot of extra safeguards in place to keep their clients, buyers and sellers safe. They're inviting real estate agents not to attend closing whenever possible because there's no reason to have more people there than you need. No problem, though. The real estate agent can review all of the paperwork with you before you go to closing. And now closing attorneys are allowed to do video notarization or notary of documents. So if you are stuck home and you're sick, heaven forbid, let's hope you don't have coronavirus, but if you're stuck at home and you need to go to a closing, but you're sick and you're afraid your autoimmune system is a little depressed, you could actually sign the documents in front of or using something like Zoom, a closing attorney could watch and you could send the documents into the to the closing attorney. You could also, by the way, just sign a power of attorney and let the closing attorney sign the documents for you. Uh, that would be perfectly legal as well. So closings are still taking place. In fact, we mentioned earlier, I believe there were 13 or 1400 closings in Metro Atlanta uh, just in the last week. So I would tell you, and the, one of the questions that we had here for this segment is, is the market beginning to gain steam or is it slowing down? And I would say that for the first five weeks of this crisis, and it's hard to believe, I guess we've been six weeks. No, let's see, we've been four weeks into this crisis. So I think uh, a lot of places started shutting down about mid-March. And I would say for the first three weeks that uh, the market was slowing down. We had less showings. Uh, we had less homes going under contract, but it was still very, very strong. Something has started to happen, though, in the last week. And I'm not sure if it is home buyers are thinking that they need to move forward and take advantage of the low interest rates or they need to get out there before other buyers start to compete with them on properties that they're interested in buying. Anybody who's been looking for a house uh, consistently this year has probably lost out on at least one or two uh, deals and home buyers get tired of that. And so in today's world, they would have less competition. But we had a house that had been listed for four or five weeks. Uh, we had gotten a couple of offers that were not great offers. I think people were out there trying to get a coronavirus discount, uh, if you don't mind me using that uh, analogy. And last week, not only did we get one reasonably good offer, but then the next day we got two more. And so it's amazing. Here you have a house that has no activity on it that is any positive activity that will allow the homeowner, the home seller, 
to sell the property and to move on. In this case, he's just moving to Tucker. Uh, but then in a two-day period, we have three offers, and each offer gets better than the last. And so ultimately, he was able to sell his property. We have not closed yet, but he was able to sell it for almost full price with very little closing cost to an extremely strong buyer who is very interested in purchasing his home. So I will tell you, Atlanta, that people's mentality is what I'm seeing from the home buyers that are out and about is that they are thinking we're closer to the end of this crisis than we are to the beginning. I don't know if that is true or not, but I will tell you that it seems like the market is gaining steam, it is getting stronger. If you'd like to have a conversation uh, about anything to do with real estate, uh, whether you should refinance, whether an investment property makes sense, what opportunities might be out in the market for you as a buyer today, it's easy to contact us. Just visit yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, atlanta.com. We had buyers who were going under contract, who were under contract on a home in the Alpharetta Johns Creek area, and they asked me if I knew anything about a class action lawsuit against a deck paint or stain. Now, I've been in real estate for 20 years myself, and I've never heard anybody talk about a class action lawsuit for a deck refinishing system. But evidently, uh, deck over, D-E-C-K-O-V-E-R, deck over, which is a bear or Home Depot new patio and deck coverage product, um, evidently, it has a failure rate that is much more common than regular paint. So although it's three to five, five times more expensive than regular paint, its advertising claimed that it was five times thicker and more durable and could repair decks by filling in cracks and stopping splinters. Unfortunately, the article out of ClassActionReporters.com says that the complaint for this class action suit claims that within months of the application, deck over begins to flake, peel, and separate from services. I've done no independent verification of this, but it does seem like that the class action lawsuit uh, was settled and that people were able to receive some compensation from the class action lawsuit. Deck, deck over causes further damage, the article says, for example, because the bubbling and peeling paint can trap water underneath and the remaining product uh, and the remaining product and promote rot. Given the difficulty and expense of removing the product from decks and recoding them, the complaint claims that some deck owners are having to simply replace their decks. So I was very appreciative of Marilyn and Tony who we were working with to help us learn this fact. And if you have, if you're looking to buy a home and it has a seal coating, something that is obviously thicker than paint, I think it would be good to investigate it a little further to find out what product it is. There are other brands of this product, and I did see uh, that Olympic Stain has a brand of product that appears to be under a class action lawsuit as well. And long story short, you need to make sure you have the deck thoroughly inspected if it has that particular product. Remember, it's called Deck Over. It is from Bayer, which I believe is available exclusively through Home Depot. Uh, if you have uh, found a home that you want to buy that has that product, just make sure you thoroughly inspect the deck to make sure there's no, no additional rot. And certainly, you might need to plan some additional money in your budget to replace possibly the deck over a three to five year period if uh, it has that particular product. So next question is, and if you've just joined us, you're listening to Your Move Atlanta on AM640, Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. I'm Cleve Gaddis. Uh, if you need to reach me, the way to do that is to visit yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, Atlanta.com. 
In addition to hosting this show, I'm a full-time full -time real estate agent and broker with a team full of agents helping buyers, sellers, investors, and landlords make the best decisions whenever possible in buying, selling, or investing in real estate all through Atlanta. My family's been in real estate for 33 years, and we would love nothing better and nothing more than to be able to help you. Just go to yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, Atlanta.com. It really doesn't matter how simple or insignificant your question might seem. It is not simple. It is not insignificant to us. And we're more than happy to do whatever research necessary to help you make the best decisions possible regarding your real estate transaction. Should you ask for an allowance in lieu of repairs if you're the buyer uh, negotiating with a seller during the due diligence period? And the answer is it's certainly fine to do that, but I think you need to be careful how you do it. So if you are a buyer and you have a list of repairs and you say to the seller, hey, give me $1,000 in lieu of the repairs, my guess is the default position of the seller is going to be that you're asking for three or four times the amount that it will cost to make those repairs. So my suggestion for you is to ask for the repairs first and then settle on an allowance. So if you have $1,000 worth of repairs, for example, that you expect the seller to make, have your agent put together an amendment to address concerns, list all of the repairs that you want the seller to make. Now, this will typically at least engage the seller's brain in the list of all the repairs that needs to be done. So if the repair list seems like it might cost $1,000 or $1,500 or $2,000 to take care of, and then you decide to ask for a $1,000 allowance in lieu of repairs, then the seller has a bigger or a, a more accurate understanding of how much it will cost to make the repairs that they would not have had had you asked for the allowance first. If you're thinking of selling your home after the corona crisis, coronavirus crisis is over, you might want to take advantage of our rehab and refresh program. We can help you put your home in tip-top showing shape, tip-top showing shape where it shines like a diamond. We can advance you up to $15,000 and collect that money back at closing. It's called our Rehab and Refresh Program. I would say the average homeowner invests ten dollars or $12,000. We get the money back at closing, and the average sales price probably goes up thirty dollars to $35,000. We need to take a break. When we come back, what options are available to you for mortgage relief? What options are available for tenants? And are independent contractors available for are eligible for unemployment insurance? We're going to talk about those things and more. Stick with us. We'll be back.